Take a look at a castle, any castle. Now break down the key elements that make it a castle. They haven't changed in a thousand years. One, location. A site on high ground that commands the territory as far as the eye can see. Two, protection, big walls. Walls strong enough to withstand a frontal attack. Three, a garrison. Men who are trained and willing to kill. Four, a flag. You tell your men, your soldiers, and that's our flag. You tell them nobody takes our flag. One step forward. Four. And you raise that flag so it flies high, where everyone can see it. Now, you've got yourself a castle. The only difference between this castle and all the rest is that they were built to keep people out. This castle was built to keep people in. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 228, and tonight we're talking about the Last Castle. Um, you are the Last Castle. <laughs> not to be confused with Frank Castle. Oh, um, yeah. No, no. Not, not a Punisher movie, this. Uh, it's called The Last oh. Castle. And, yeah. You guys uh, ever play the old uh, Stronghold games on PC? No. Where you build the castle and you had to protect it from sieges and all that sort of stuff. Ooh, that sounds fun. But no. It was. It was it's, it's, so it's basically a tower defense kind of game. It's a tower defense, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. No. Um, you could hurl dead cows over the over other castles too. <laughs> dead cows. Yeah. What is this, Monty Python? Biological warfare. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Well, that sounds fun. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight oh, is Andrew. Can build a trebuchet out of marching band equipment, Jimison. Good evening, you bastards. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that, I'm, I'm having nightmares of being yelled at by some angry Scotsman. Um, Looks a little throwback there. And Sam, water-powered grappling hook vector. Well, yeah, right? Um, I, I guess rubber bullets for you tonight, Sean. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I stumped you on that one. I don't think you I were... know, right? Maybe a, a, a RPG um, ish type of thing. You mean a you mean a tube with a uh, a compressed air can that canister that they somehow got a hold of? It was full of explodium, dude. And yeah, the t- yeah exactly, and the, uh, the shed was full of explodium. Lots of explodium in this one. What's in your guard tower? Well, I keep my exploding my my rubber bullets over here. My cot over there, my porn stash, and this giant pile of uh, dynamite. Oh, okay, cool. That seems safe. Yeah, that seems safe. Why don't we have dynamite at a prison? 
Well, you know, just in case. What a hurl dynamite, people. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is 2001's The Last Castle, and I am actually really excited to talk about this movie uh, for many reasons. Um, and one of them is which that uh, th- this movie in particular has a funny little little story with me. Um, my wife and I, well, we weren't married at the time. We were in college. Uh, I think we saw this. I'm actually looking around to see if she's in the room. She's not. I think we saw it in the theater. I can't remember. I think I did. I just don't remember. And so I was leaving to go um, to Charleston to work on the TV show. And she bought me this movie as a a little parting gift. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to miss you. Here's a movie. Because where we were living, we didn't have cable. Uh, And so I only had... You know, my, uh, you know, a DVD player. It was like all those all-in-ones, like VCR, TV, DVD player unit kind of things. <laughs> they were really popular in the middle aughts. Um, I had know. one. Uh, my had, dad still has one. TV, but it was a small TV. Yeah, yeah, it was a like 28 inch or, or not 28. It was yeah. like, like 13 inch or 20 inch or something. And anyway, I watched this movie along with the other movies that I took with me. And one of my coworkers was like, hey, can I watch that? Can I borrow it? I'm like, sure. And then two weeks later, the show got canceled. And I, I moved away like literally the next day. And so he still has it. So oh, literally oh, this, this movie comes it on. It sucks when people borrow the DVDs and never get them back to you. Well, <laughs> I mean, it does suck. I know the joke you're playing at, but yes. <laughs> You mean like the two that you have of mine? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well. One day. That that just makes makes sure that I'll eventually see you face-to-face to kill you one day. Yeah, the, so. the sad part is, is I've seen you face-to-face like four times since you've borrowed <laughs> King, Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, you've, only, oh. you've only had Blade Runner for about a year now, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Kingdom of Heaven, you've, you, you still had it at your old house. I mean, it's probably been two years. It moved with me over here, yeah. So as long as you know where it is. Anyway, no one cares. Um, yeah. well, no one, yeah. Yeah. So the last castle, uh, two thousand one. No one cares. Just like uh, the inmates of this uh, movie. Uh, okay. No one cares about these inmates. Oh yeah, that's what you're saying. Well, I mean, not no, not no one. Just James Gandolfini yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he likes the fact that his name is Gandalf. Well, he's dead, so he doesn't like much anymore. Um, I wonder if he'd ever d and d Oh, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I'd be a wizard if I was him. Yeah, I mean, his name is Gandalf I, uh, N.I., and that's literally what yeah. it is, Gandalf N.I., so um, it's kind of cool. Wait, Stars. Gandalf, there's no I and I? Well, it's I N I, but N okay. is in okay. I N I. Like he, he, Gandalf is in I. So it's like if he's standing next to Gandalf and he's got a shirt off. Gandalf has a, a Audi and he has an innie. <laughs> 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 yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> This, well. this movie has got uh, some some pretty good actors that I like. Um, you're Robert Redford. I'm a big fan of the Robert Redford. Of course, he's... Good Lord, by the way, okay. if there is two actors that, that could be related, Redford and Brad Pitt, yeah, I've always thought in this movie, yeah. oh my God. I've, yeah, they kind of do look 
similar. Yeah, the first time I noticed it actually was in the movie A River Runs Through It. Runs Through It, which, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Robert Redford directed that. Yeah. And I, my, my parents were like, gosh, Brad Pitt looks like a young Robert Redford. Um, <laughs> I mean, he does. And it's funny in this movie, I mean, this is 2001. And then Robert Redford looks like he's 60 in this movie. Yeah. And then you fast forward to 2016, and he's in The Winter Soldier, and he looks like he's 64. Yeah, but then <laughs> but then you see him in that um, uh, Pete's Dragon movie. Well, yeah, and then he, he looks like 73. He looks ancient in yeah. Pete's Dragon. Does not look. I forgot about it. he was in Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway... Yeah. Um, he looked like a baked potato that's been in the microwave too long. <laughs> well, that's okay. I look like a baked potato that uh, is still in the ground. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. I'm tired. I'm really tired. Me, uh, me too. Yeah, you know, my my daughter had me up late, or not late, but she woke me up because she was she was having a bad dream and. And also, Battlefield was it about 5. Prison guards with the marksman um, aim until the uh, the riot? Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking here, as I do, uh, as I just kind of look around. So this movie was... Um, uh, it, it, I don't remember it getting a whole lot of notoriety or whatever when it came out. It was just, you know, it's another movie. Um, mm-hmm. it, it got some, you know, it was nominated for an ALA, ALMA, an ALMA award for outstanding supporting actor by somebody I don't know. Clifton who? Duck. Clifton, some, Clifton Collins Jr. by Aguilar. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who would be our um, Star Trek connection, by the way. Um. <clears throat> But it, uh, I mean, it did okay, right? I mean, you know, it, okay, no, it, it it lost a lot of money. Let's just be fair. It had a budget of seventy-two million dollars, and it only grossed cumulative worldwide under thirty. Oh, dude, I didn't know it was that much of a bomb. Um, but I also kind of wonder why was the budget seventy-two million dollars? I mean, guessing Redford and uh, but Gene Delfini was Delfini wasn't that big then, was he? Well, that was in the height of The Sopranos, though. Oh, okay. Was it? I thought this was pre-Sopranos. Uh-uh. I don't think so. No, Sopranos, I was in college. Sopranos, so you're right. Yeah, that, 99 to 07. So you're right. It's right yeah. at the beginning of his Sopranos. So that's probably why they, he got cast, actually. Yeah. Actually, no, I, now, I, now that you said that, Andrew, I remembered, you know, because I did the, I pulled the trivia for this movie seven days ago. Um <clears throat> And uh, one of the do what? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, one of the one of the character it traits, first, though, wasn't it? Um, it was me canceling last week, and then Andrew canceling. Well, Sunday. we we all canceled last Thursday because of the football game, and then Andrew forgot yeah. that he had a conference that's only once a year, and it's oh, the same right. weekend every year for the last. A hundred years, but that's fine. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm over it. It's fine. Uh, no, he he had a character trait where he was supposed to smoke cigars, and he was like, "No, because I don't want people to basically think that I'm Tony Soprano." Yeah, so that's why he didn't. 
Although I, I don't know if I would have necessarily combined the two, but well, you probably would have in two thousand one. Maybe, yeah. Um, if you but were he was always dressed in his military outfits, fatigues. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that was very different. Yeah, it was a different a different role, but I still think that people he would. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. It doesn't. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, of course, our buddy Delroy Lindo is in this. Uh, you know, um, stop eating my sesame cake. That guy. <laughs> Every time I see him, I always think of that, uh, which makes me laugh. Um, but there's a bunch. I'm trying to find the guy that I really liked. Oh my gosh, there's a. The guy that played Doc, his last name is Military. That's kind of cool. Like her real last name? His real name is Frank Military. (laughs) Huh. And I I think he would have to win the worst photo on IMDb award this week. I know that's not a game we actually play, but it's it's terrible. It's terrifying. It's like he was in a like one of those dark rooms when you're um, making like old photos where it's just red. And then someone just punched him in the nuts or something. <laughs> it's a weird look. Anyway, whatever. Um, <clears throat> the guy I'm looking for, I can't find him, was the crazy um, inmate that like would would take on like all of the guards at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I liked him. I don't know why. I just I like his. Uh, I just I kind of like that character in movies, you know, the guy that's just he he'll fight everybody, and it takes thirty eight people to take him down. And is that him? No, that's not him. Anyway. Kind of like the uh, Punisher, huh? No, more like um, you remember the the crazy old man from Braveheart? You know, yeah, like he takes like three arrows. He's still holding open the gate. They get him. They 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 pull the arrows out, and then. And then he eventually dies I mean, later. But like it, it you know, like that guy. I like that. I like yeah. that guy. Or the crazy old guy from the Thirteenth Warrior who took like eleven spears to kill. Yeah. Basically, I like crazy old men. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, we need. Will you please capture that? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll capture that. Uh, actually, that's the guy I'm looking for. His name is Brian Goodman, and he's known for. <clears throat> uh, he was in Rizzoli and Isles for a few episodes, uh, actually a bunch, uh, and a bunch of other stuff I've never heard of. He was in the Mortal Kombat TV series. He did an episode on Hawaii Five O. NCIS LA. Oh, he was in an episode of Leverage. That's right. I remember that episode. Always good to have a leverage episode or a connection. <laughs> uh, he's directed a couple things. Now, did, did we figure out what this movie's about? Oh, crap. Yeah, I forgot. Well, Andrew, what is this movie? That's a great question. Uh, have I not given you enough time to figure that out? <laughs> oh, no, you have. Um, I just feel like prolonging the... Because they say that... Good, patience, good to come to those who wait. Yeah. So yeah. the longer we wait, the better off it will be. Okay. A court-martial general rallies together 1,200 inmates to rise against the corrupt system that put them away. That's not true. Nope. 
Is it 1,200? It, it doesn't feel like it. The movie makes it feel oh. like there's... And oh. it's not a corrupt system it's that put a, them away. It's yeah. a corrupt system that they're in. They're not going after judges and lawyers. Yeah. That's a that's really bad. IMDb, that's, you failed. That is yeah. bad. Yeah. It's more like a court-martial general rallies together the inmates to rise against the corrupt... Uh, corrupt's not even the right word. Against the... Um, Evil, hurtful, uh, negligent, um, crazy, yeah, psychopathic. Um, uh, what's it called? A prison warden. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of more what it is. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and and put my myself on the line here because I know you like this movie, Sean. Yeah, go ahead. No, go for it. Say what you need to. I had a hard time rooting against Gandolfini. I hate you. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I I thought it, it it's obviously a serviceable movie, but I don't feel the uprising was warranted. Okay. I know that there were some bad things that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you can't just shoot the 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 poor guy and and they even tearing down the wall. I mean, they're prisoners for God's sake. They all did something really bad, right? So yeah, to me, I just I had a hard time. Well, I don't know getting behind the general, getting these guys to remember the 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 the, the point wasn't that they wanted to their freedom. That was never the point. Because mm-hmm. he says it, they don't want they don't want their freedom. They don't want better food. They just want your resignation. They just want someone that won't murder them because they don't follow his rule. That's all mm-hmm. they wanted, right? So Aguilar, we saw in the movie that the that the commander gives a headshot in an order to mm-hmm. kill. To, he they, he wanted that man dead, and they shot him in the head, and he died. And that was that was kind of the last straw for the general. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some other. I don't think really anyone cared about the wall. I mean, whatever it was a wall, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it was the fact that he was willing to kill to tear down the wall, I think is the the mm. issue. So Yeah, I just I, I I I don't know. I guess maybe just the way I watched it or the way it was portrayed, I didn't feel I don't know. I just didn't feel as bad. And I guess it's it all stemmed from the, the scene where uh Robert Redford's just getting there and he's talking about his collection mm-hmm. and how his father Yeah told him that you know basically it's collections are for wussies or you know i I can't really put in the right words well yeah yeah he says and i felt bad for him i mean this guy i don't know he's it he up to that point it didn't feel like he did anything wrong in fact he was being very accommodating to this general Mm -hmm. when he didn't have to be and and then things got personal yeah yeah yeah, about the, the the well, I mean, obviously, spoiler alert: Gandolfini eventually goes insane enough to kill. He shoots him in the back. Redford, which is three yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, I just, I I don't know. I, up until that point, I was like, these guys are inmates. That is the 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 prison guards and the the head guardsmen. This is a military facility. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there is a strict line of authority. Yeah, and again, uh, and, and you're not wrong. The difference between that prison and every other prison in America is everyone in that prison was trained to kill. Yeah. That's the difference. I don't think they ever made that that connection in this movie. I, I don't think they did. But there yeah. are... I've seen other, there are other movies that are military based where they say something like that. The difference between us and them is everyone here is trained to kill. Again, I don't have a problem. The, the, the point of the movie, again, is not that they feel like they're being mistreated. It's they're afraid for their lives, which is why they do this. I mean, they said this is, he, you know, Aguilar would be the fourth death in two years under mm-hmm. that he gave the command for. Um, and there were other things that the movie didn't show us that they just told us about, you know, like there's substandard medical treatments and some other stuff. And even Robert Redford at the beginning was like, you guys are prisoners, like you're criminals, like you're, you're, you're mad because we have substandard equipment, suck it up, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it was, again, it was the shooting Aggie, like first the corporal punishment was inappropriate, right? He had to... The top. Yeah, he went over the top, yeah, right. And he had to... Um, uh, you know, pull out the military code of justice and say you're wrong, and then, and then as a result, he had to have his punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, he he broke a rule, so he deserved it. But, um, I actually think that in order for us, maybe for your for you, Sam specifically, uh-huh. in order for them to create a more sympathetic character in Robert Redford, maybe they should have shown Gandolfini doing. More crazy, yeah, or just being or, corrupt, or, or I just didn't find him corrupt enough to go that far. I'm, now he, I, I do see him killing this guy, right, or, or mm. giving the order, but I guess I just didn't see that as I, I didn't see him as meaning to hit him in the head, but maybe he did. I may have to go rewatch it. Yeah, he gave, he gives, he he literally says he he calls the guy and then puts his hand to his head. And the guy says, "Got it," and then shoots him in the head. So I mean, it was a it was a clear head shot order. Now, yeah. how how stupid does he have to do, be to do that in front of Robert Redford? Yeah, you know that's or that, any that, inmate for that matter. Yeah, any inmate. Yeah, and but that's just kind of the um, the kind of arrogance that he possesses is that he yeah. feels like he can do whatever he wants because he's the boss. And again, and you're not wrong about the the collection earlier. You know, Robert Radford kind of pisses all over his collection, and he was a beautiful collection. Robert Redford has a point, but that's his opinion. Um, and obviously, I don't think he didn't mean for the the colonel to hear it. But well, and when he was talking, when he when he was talking to whoever that was, I don't think he meant it as mean as it came across. In terms of, I think Gandolfini thought Redford was saying that in that instance, but he was saying how his father always said that. Yeah. And I think that it, the line that caught me was when he says, um, this man has clearly never uh, fought in a war. Mm-hmm. He's never set foot in a battlefield. Yeah. Right. Never set foot in a battlefield. Which, yeah. which prompted later on Gandolfini's speech about, I have, you know, I've sat on this battlefield and until you sat behind is this desk, you can't, possibly know what it's like yeah so i mean yeah that that obviously struck a nerve with um the colonel um and you know he got butt hurt because of it he got his feelings hurt i mean just be honest with you 
Um, so, but, but even just beginning with with my little beef there of how it was, I felt it doesn't it wasn't warranted. Mm-hmm. I then, you know, a lot of the prison movies that we're going to talk about later and and on our top list have these either escape plans or interesting. Um, I don't know, interesting caper type of things, Mm -hmm. you know, plans of what to do. And I thought it worked for a while in this movie. I thought it was clever until they started to seemingly, um, I don't know, ex machina things together to, to make it work, including, uh, firebombs for the towers and a freaking trebuchet that like appeared out of nowhere. Um, and I, I just, I, that's when I was like, oh, okay, that's, really? that's this... funny. None of that stuff bothered me. The only time where I was, I actually kind of questioned anything was honestly was the grappling hook. I'm like, <laughs> where did they get a grappling hook from? Yeah. You know, like I can, I can see everything else. Like you get some of the kitchen staff to maybe they, they somehow get some lighter fluid from the, from the tanks or something to put in the bags for that. And the and the rubber hoses to shoot to, to make the launchers. They maybe they have an automotive shop. We we don't know. Um, maybe they got them from that. Like like that stuff can be explained. The trebuchet out of the um, exercise equipment. Again, these are military guys. These are smart yeah. engineers and 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 weapons experts. Totally cool with them building a trebuchet out of. I, I am. I'm totally cool. With it. I thought it was rad. But, but and doing it in such short amount of time, I just, I. Oh, I'm. Well, I'm sure. You know, they had someone that was in charge of it. You know, designed it. They probably even practiced it a little bit during like one of their, just random play, like days. They're like, we put this piece here, we put that piece here, and, you know, like like I'm sure there was some amount of practicing on it. Again, this is obviously there's some you know, suspension of disbelief. Oh yeah, um, you have to. Yeah, you have to, and that's fine. Yeah. I am. I'm not saying check your brain at the door because I think this there's there's some some fun thought stuff happening in the movie about how we treat prisoners and and things like that. But, um, I mean, yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Building a trebuchet is is kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But I still it didn't bother me. It was literally at the grappling hook. I was like. Where did they find a grappling hook? Like I'm totally fine with everything else, but how did you where did you find that? Did you build it? So I don't know. Do you have a, you have a welding shop where you can do that kind of a thing, you know? Um, so anyway. Um because like I thought the making the the food trays into riot shields was just clever. I thought that was super cool. Personally. And and uh, and you could tell they were an army, right? Like, or you know, like a an army, not trained army. in some way. Yeah, too. they all moved together. They took orders. I mean, like, there's some cool stuff to that too. And, um, you know, so anyway, yeah. Um, although, were they were they killing people? I don't think the only guy that I know that died. Was the guard that Mark Ruffalo killed with the helicopter? Helicopter, yes. Okay. Yeah, he was the only guy that we know that died. So if you think about it, all right. So, so this movie kind of does something that's interesting. We've all seen movies, right? Where, in fact, I watched one just recently. Uh, Behind Enemy Lines was on, and I watched it uh, the other day, and I liked that movie with Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman does the thing where he said, you know, his 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 exo says, sir, if you go after him, you're going to lose your command. He's like, well, so be it. I'm not going to let that boy die. 
that he does, and then the movie ends, right? So this is the movie that happens after that, right? Where when the commanding officer says whatever, this is what happens. He goes to jail. Yeah. Um, and so, so I thought that was kind of cool. And so then, so for the most part, everyone there, right? The part of the riot, right? Maybe everyone there that participated has a few months added on to their sentencing. <laughs> Except Ruffalo. He murdered a guy. I mean, let's be, <laughs> let's be real. We might have hated him because he was the sharpshooter that was willing to shoot Aguilar in the back of the head while whistling Dixie or something. Yeah. So, you know, like we hate him. But he did murder a guy. So he was supposed to get out in three months. Uh, I think you just got 10 years added to your sentence or something, you know? Because um, that would have been kind of interesting at the end. It shows like... The repercussions from all Yeah, yeah. Like it just is a line. Like Colonel Winters was removed and sent to another... I mean, like how awful would it be if he was sent to that jail? Oh, dear. You know what I'm saying? Because where would he yeah. go, right? Because we only have one or two military prisons on the, in the country. Right. <laughs> so anyway, they wouldn't send him there cause he'd be dead in a week. But, um, anyway, I just, yeah. Ruffalo just added 15 years to a sentence, but it was, <laughs> it was still a cool scene. Um, watching him use the tail rotor to take out that guard. I'm not going to lie. Which was also made of explodium, by the way, because that, that shack exploded when he yeah, hit that's, it. Yeah, you know, I've seen this movie probably three or four times. And the first time I watched it was with my father-in-law before I got married. Um, and it definitely, I knew then it was a, like a man movie. Mm. Because... <laughs> the women in the room just kind of got bored and walked out and went and did other things. But uh, this was one of those father-in-law bonding movies. But I didn't have, like you, I didn't have problems with anything until I watched it this time. And the explodium is, did it for me. <laughs> I was like, that, that just wouldn't happen. Sure. The guard <laughs> tower would not just explode because some metal hits it. And chops it up. Yeah, that was that's where they um, but, but you forget that they that's where they hold their their dynamite. Yeah, course. that's where they keep all their and Molotov they try cocktail. to keep it you know dry and off the ground, you know, so mm -hmm. that it's you know it's just up and away. You know, it's kind of tucked away safely in the <laughs> guard towers. It's up, up and away. Uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. That's a good place to keep your dynamite is in the, the guard tower. Now, I will say once, um, you know, once I got going, you kind of get into the heat of the battle and the trebuchet throwing the thing through the window and nope. onto his collection. That was a cool and scene. Then, and, and then they set his collection on fire. Oh, yeah, they did. It cracked me up. Yeah, there was ultimately there was no strategic purpose of doing that other than to just be dicks. Yeah, other than to just piss them off. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it until just now that you said that. But, yeah, they did launch in a little fireball just to make sure that your stuff is burned. Oh, my gosh. That is kind of funny. Well, um, here's the thing. When Colonel comes down there and they're all lined up and, and Redford is putting up the flag, mm -hmm. right? He was literally, he was still in the right as someone, as the prison, uh, until he shoots Redford. Mm-hmm. He, he's 
been doing his job or trying to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At at that point, nothing he had done at that point. Again, once you get into the actual prison riot part, nothing he does is out of line. It's not until um, when he has his designated sniper try to kill Redford. And that's when, and I I got (laughs) to, I I didn't notice until this time. I know when the captain kind of does a head shake, like, no, don't, you're not going to shoot this man, right? He just gives a, I'm like, man, you're, you're putting an awful lot of faith that that guy is looking at your tiny ass head shake to not <laughs> kill Redford. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but it, it, it reminded me of Gladiator, you know, when, when the emperor is looking for a sword and then he yells for a sword and then the captain says, sheath your swords and doesn't give him a weapon. Um, yeah, it's the same thing, because the captain realizes that. You no, know, this this you know I think he at this point he also realizes that the colonel is wrong, and that he's kind of a horrible human being, and he hopes yeah. that Redford um, raises the flag upside down. I think he doesn't like his boss, and he wants that guy out of there, and is looking. That's why he doesn't because he doesn't want he doesn't want Redford dead, but mm-hmm. of course then Gandolfini shoots him in the back like a freaking douche. Several times, yeah, shot him three times. He did the he did the triple tap. Um, only I uh, so this movie follows my rule. If I take only a few notes, it means I was into it and I liked it. Um, uh, I wrote, you know, like uh, the punishment of Erwin. Erwin had the opposite effect, you know, as, as opposed to demoralizing him. It kind of galvanized the troops around him a little bit. They all kind of yeah. gave got respect for him. Um. I'd also wrote, it's pretty interesting that they would give them tools to build a wall that could be used as weapons. I mean, those trial, I mean, I'm sure they were collected every night, but you still could stab somebody in the neck with one of those, but. um, You can sharpen those things up too and really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We did have, uh, it's been a minute, but we did have, uh, crap. We had, a, we had ourselves a wall building montage. Yeah. Uh, Did you say that uh, some of the uh, riot was also a montage? No, it's just a big action scene. I wouldn't call that a sure. montage. Yeah, it's just a big action scene. It's just like all, a, well, okay. All that's right. like saying the last 30 minutes of Avengers is a montage. It's just an action scene. Oh. Well, maybe it's an extended montage. No, it's just an action scene. Maybe um, it's- montage uh an epic montage so i'm gonna so i'm gonna complain about this and it it's actually way more to do with the director and the product of the time all right so rod lurie lurie yeah lurie i think is his name uh he is a director of such things he's still directing stuff something he's called he's doing something called the outpost he did a tv movie called killing reagan oh uh hell on wheels straw dogs um, Commander in Chief, a few episodes. Line of Fire, a few episodes. The Nazi, The Last Castle, The Contender. Um, anyway, so basically, he's only done a, really this movie that I've heard of. I mean, he's done some TV that I've heard of, but uh, he's done a lot of writing and a lot of producing since then too. Uh, anyway. So he does this thing in this movie that that a lot of other movies during the early you know two thousands did. It's when you have, and this I'm, I'm going to have to use a lot of words to describe it visual. So bear with me. When you have a scene right, and you have someone that's near the camera and someone that's far away from the camera, right? 
mm-hmm. are just like our eyes, the thing in front, whatever thing you're focused on, the other thing is fuzzy. That's just the way cameras and our eyes work, right? You know, you, you, put, you put your hand in front of your face and you look at your hands, then the world behind it is fuzzy. Well, they did the thing in this movie where they make the people, regardless of depth, in focus, and that means the strip between them is fuzzy. And I hate that. It drives me crazy because what it makes my brain think is the guy in the back is as big as the guy in the front. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Oh, Maybe it's, it's like Danny DeVito standing next to Arnold yes, Schwarzenegger. Exactly. <laughs> only they're both only both people in real life are six feet tall. It's so strange. Um, and it was funny because I noticed it literally the day before or day after. I can't remember. Um, one of the channels. One of, we have a, we have a whole you know plethora of premium channels because of the you know we're new customers for Directv. And one of the channels, IFC, Sundance, I don't remember. They were doing one through four Mission Impossible movies. Just rotating all those four. And in the first one, which was like in 96, I think, was the first one. So, again, they're doing that thing. There's a scene where after after, uh, Ethan Hunt does the thing where he's going to fall and then he gets caught and he's floating over the floor by just a few inches. After that scene, right? When the director of the CIA is making is telling his other guy what to do with the guy who got, you know, punked or whatever, right? It's that field of vision thing, right? He's whispering to this guy, and behind them is the dude that they're talking about. But because he's in focus, it looks like he's standing on this man's shoulder because you can see his feet. It's I'm like, it's so weird. I said, my God, this man's head is ginormous, or that guy is little bitty. I hate it. And now that I've pointed it out to you guys, you're going to see a movie that has that, and it's, you're either going to go, Sean's an idiot, or oh, now I can't not see it. You want to take bets on which one I'll think? Well, I know you're going to think I'm an idiot, but you're still going to think, damn it, Sean, now that's all I see. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I didn't notice it. I'll have to pay more attention. It, it, I hate it every time. It, it's just a thing. I don't know why. I, I, it can't be because I've worked on movies because I noticed that before I'd worked on the, the stuff well, you know, I did. But. I, I do notice when they'll you know, be focused on something in the foreground and mm-hmm. then focus on something in the background and then the foreground becomes fuzzy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Called, a, that's called a rag like focus. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. that's um, pretty, pretty normal. Yeah, and there's a lot of movies with some really great rack focus moments where it like like war movies will do that, right? Where it'll show like the guy holding the the rifle, and then it'll rack focus to the thing that he's shooting at. Like there's 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 moments where things do. One of my favorite rack focus moments is in um, Constantine, when Constantine at the very opening scene of the movie, he's he pulls up in the cab, and he's got his hand out the car, he's smoking a cigarette, and he drops the cigarette, and the speed at which they drop, the guy who's running the camera, uh, the assistant camera operator, um, keeps the cigarette in focus as it falls and therefore making the cab go soft in the background. I thought that was such a cool little thing. It's just such a minor thing, but like, we're going to drop a cigarette on your face, camera guy. Hope you can do this rack focus fast enough. So anyway, (laughs) little stuff like that I like. Um, 
uh, what else? What two depths of field? Uh, I love the strategy of having them see Yates and making it seem like he's the rat, so he can get the flag. I like that part. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very clever. Again, the the ending is very clever. How they achieve all the goals, I thought was clever. You know, they by calling the general, they just happen to know the phone number of the general that they need. Um, well, don't you know the general's number? <laughs> Um, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know why I noticed this, but the captain, oh, I didn't Oh yeah. So here's another thing I noticed in this movie, the captain, right? The, the second in command, every time he would address the Colonel, it would take him, he would address him twice. He'd walk into a room and go, sir, sir, or Colonel, Colonel, every time. After about, after about the fourth time, I got kind of annoyed by it. So so either we're, we're making the assumption that Gandolfini is bad at hearing or the captain is kind of impatient. Um, I don't know why I noticed that, but it did. I did. Uh, I love the crazy guy. A little bit of a Jaws reference, don't wait for me. So we know they're loading the uh, grappling hook chain and he looks down at the guy and says, hurry it up. I actually put on closed captioning to see if he said, don't wait for me. And closed captioning says, undistinguishable audio. <laughs> it can't tell what it is. Huh. But I think that's what he's saying, don't wait for me. It's hard to tell, but anyway. I should have capped it out. I should have clipped it. I didn't, I didn't think about it, but anyway. Yeah, we haven't played what did he say in a long time. Yeah, it has been a while since we've played that. Um that would be fun. I can I can pull it up real quick. It won't take me but a second while I'm playing some other clips. Uh, I'm trying to think. What other notes do I have? Yeah, and then I did write hard to hard to think that Yates is the only inmate that killed somebody. Um, and then under tropes, the only thing I wrote was prison trope: the good inmate dies. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Yeah, this is actually... Uh, is this the scene? Yeah, isn't that a general prison trope where the, the good inmates or the good-hearted inmates always die and, like, the evil ones either change their ways or, I don't know, get shipped out or something like that? Yeah. It's like Lewis Black says, the good die young and pricks live forever. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, cause 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 I put the trope in because of, you know, like Shawshank, you know, the the good guy who wants to do good, is the one that's killed. Spoiler, um, in <laughs> the longest yard, it's the the other guy. All right, so here you go. You ready for a little bit of what did he say? Here we go. Okay, I, I, it goes by so fast. Give me, let me give it. Let me get twenty seconds. Load the water can. There it was. Did you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like literally. Amazon is saying where he says, um, 
He says, come on, come on. Give me the grapple. Give me the grapple. Hurry up. Hook it on. Speaks indistinct. <laughs> but when he read his, it, reading his lips makes it look like he's saying, don't wait on me. I still think it's a Jaws thing. <laughs> don't wait on me. We did Jaws for this show, right? Yeah, of course we did. I think so. Didn't we? I could have swore we did. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, we did. I know we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We Some bad hat, Harry. Yeah. What? What? I think it's from a cold. Got a deep throat, Pratt. Yeah, well, but what kind? What kind of shark? It's a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> <laughs> a what? Yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. I captured that out. A what? <laughs> I forgot I captured that out. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about with this movie? Ah, the last castle before I do some clips. Nah, no, we're good. Yeah, I think we've we've basically said oh. why we are uh, are impressed or not with it. Okay, so, sure. All right, uh, I only got five because I did. Uh, th- Sam, this is uh, referencing the point you made earlier about him talking bad about his uh, his collection. Countries I've traveled to. My father didn't care for military collections. I guess it stuck with me. Any man with a collection like this is a man who's never set foot on a battlefield. To him, a mini ball from Shiloh is just an artifact. And to a combat vet, it's a hunk of metal that caused some poor bastard a world of pain. Oh. Yeah. He's not wrong. Uh, I like this line. My father was with you in Hanoi. What's your name? Yates. Yates? Sam Yates? That's right. Good man. No, he wasn't. After 30 years, everyone's a good man. The law. Hmm. I like the line, but I th- it made me think. Like, after... Like you, after what do you, you mean by after 30 years? Yeah, like after knowing him for 30 years? Or just after 30 years of life? Because at this point, I'm a good man. But... Or Sam's a good man, but is he? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So I got about twenty-two more years, twenty-three more years to go, Sam, before uh, I can consider you a good man, right? No, (laughs) not twenty. Shut it. No, it's uh, shit. What is it? I can't math. Twelve years. Yeah, it'll be twelve years. Has it been that long? I've known you seventeen. Dude, you're old. Oh, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, yeah, I can't believe crap. Yeah, I've known you 17 years. I've only yeah. liked you for about five, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Even then. <laughs> actually, actually, it's closer to 12, 12 of the 17. I think I actually liked you. I didn't like you for the first five. Uh, number two. my fault. It kind of was. Um uh, I did like this one also. No soldier has ever died needlessly under my command, Mr. Irwin. See, I too share the burden of command. You may not think that I've ever set foot on a battlefield, but that's because you have never sat behind this desk. This desk. 
My men and I are vastly outnumbered. We spend every day behind enemy lines. Because make no mistake about it, Mr. Irwin, they are the enemy. But I don't need to justify myself to you, do I? I don't know. Do you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay. Um, Delroy Lindo saying cool things. I'm saying he needs professional psychiatric help. He's mm. sick and becoming pathetic. Uh, you might want to be a little more careful in your word choice. That sick, pathetic man put the star on my shoulder. Yes, sir, I know. And I also know that you sat in on us court-martial. And don't talk about things that are above your pay grade. Hmm? <laughs> yes, sir. I could just listen to that man read the phone book. You know, I just, I want him to do more voice work. I just wish he was in more stuff. Uh, and, of course, the real truly only joke in the movie, but it was great. Normally for a contact visit, folks are limited to one embrace at the beginning and one at the end. And uh, hands must be visible at all times also. I guess that rules out the hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't believe they got Robert Rufford to say that. That's great. <laughs> and how Delroy Lindo didn't laugh. I'm sure he probably did the first few times. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Uh, and now for some more bad news. Ready? So there's some actually pretty good trivia on this. Um, Robert Redford had trouble with his saluting. It took him about 20 takes for him to do it right in the early scene where... Oh, my gosh. What is... What? What is going on? Somebody's calling me. <laughs> Not me. No, no, no. It's a, it's a random number, but I think I know... At 1042 at night? So there's a, 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 there's a story behind it. I think if, the, if it's who I think it is, there's a story. Uh, it's actually saying the story I already told you earlier. Okay, real yeah. quick, real quick. I've been getting a random phone call uh, from a number back in High Point where I, I live, and whoever it is, it's a it's a woman, it's an elderly woman who has mistaken my phone number with I think her daughter's, her adult daughter. She called me Monday or Tuesday at like ten a.m. crying. Like leaving, she'll be a voicemail. I didn't answer it. Left me a voicemail crying, saying she needed help, and I had to call the police. In High Point, to to do they can to do a wellness check to they can find her. I don't know if they did. I think that's her. So oh. when, I, when I go back to my cell phone, I'll go check to see if she left me a voicemail. Well, now you should have answered it on air. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's uh, anyway. Yep. Uh, my, so welcome what, back, folks. Yeah, sorry. It, it took about 20 takes for Robert Redford to get the saluting right early in the scene where his character is ironically teaching Aguilar how to salute. How is he doing it wrong? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you don't... How do you do a wrong salute? Well, right. if you don't... I mean, some people might just put their hand to their head. I mean, there's there's a way to do certain certain parts of it. I mean, it's, it. not, it's not a perpendicular it, it, horizontal but, salute. It's... It depends on the branch of service, also. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, okay. Some show more kind of a palm to the forehead. My dad was in the Air Force, and he taught me to put your middle finger at your temple. You put your middle finger at your temple, so that and you then you flap your 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 arms. 
to try to get flight. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're in the Air Force. Yeah, no. The main score of the movie, composed by Jerry Goldsmith, was named September 11th, 2001, because it was recorded on that day. Mm. Also, the movie's posters were changed after 9-11 because they showed an American flag flying upside down. A no- new poster was put up featuring the faces of the cast. Hmm. Uh, when Irwin is punished by being forced to move a huge pile of rocks, Robert Redford was offered fake featherweight props, but he chose to carry actual rocks to make it more realistic. I got to give him props for that. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I was thinking, I was thinking of that too before I even read the trivia. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking about how if I was in that scene, I would want real rocks yeah. because it looked funny. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fake heavy sometimes, especially when he drops it. It would, I know it would, they could sound edit it, but it wouldn't look right. Like yeah. it, it bounce, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you do this with y'all's kids, but you know, I'll pretend like something's really heavy. And then I'll throw it at him or something. And I I actually do that with my daughter. I'll pretend yeah. she's too heavy to pick up. <laughs> and then Sarah will come over and pick her up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, mommy's so strong. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, is that so that you, you that, that poor Sarah has to carry your daughter around everywhere? No, I usually carry her more than she does. Um. <laughs> Then my son gets jealous, and he's like, carry me, Daddy. I'm like, no, you're 50 pounds. Go away. (laughs) He's not 50. He's like 42, but it feels like 50. Poor Uh, kid. He's fine. He's six. He can walk. I feel so sorry for him. No. Heck, Daphne's two and a half. I make her walk everywhere. I don't like carrying. Because I like to put her on my shoulders, and she doesn't. She hates it. Like she, She reaches for anything she can grab, and it's usually my glasses. Um, cause she's, she just doesn't like being out there. I don't know why. She doesn't pull a, uh, a ratatouille. My daughter is she, like, they, they will literally pull my hair out no. as they're sitting on my head. My <laughs> son would, my son would pull my hair and it didn't bother me that much, oh. but Daphne goes for the eyes. Oh, <laughs> it's just what she goes you. for. Just, <laughs> like, you're I'm like, teaching her well, as a daughter, you're teaching her well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go for the eyes. No means no, and go for the eyes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Excuse me while I whip this out. We decided to do prison movies because, of course, we did. Um, I don't. There's really no reason to do anything else but but prison I, movies. Are we sure we had never done prison movies? No. It just seems like something we would have done. No, I mean I'm I'm not sure, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what what prison movies would we have done. <laughs> From your tone, it's like, no, we haven't. No, 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 I'm not sure. Again, my my list of top three uh, begins at episode 117 uh, because, frankly, I had a a website to fall back on. Um, Whatever jerk ran that website fell down on the jump. There might be some good news in that world. Um, I'm going through what I see, and I don't... Again, I don't know what... We've not done any prison movies. We'd lock out. No, we didn't. Did we not? The prison in space? We tried. That was actually originally going to be like episode two, but it was pulled, remember? We watched it, and then it was pulled before I think Corny and Chad could watch it. Uh, But you and I watched it. Um, I enjoyed it. Oh, I thought it was a hoot. And, it's a hootenanny. And I'd love to watch it again. 
Um, but I'm going through. I mean, did we even we didn't do the longest yard or anything like that, did we? Yeah, didn't we do we did the Adam Sandler one? That's yeah, I think did, you did. Did we? All right, so let me find it. My time. But maybe that was Burt Reynolds. No, it was the Adam Sandler one. No, no, I I know, but he's saying maybe that was what we did for <laughs> or top three anime, you know, I don't know. I can't find it. I wish there was easy way. Is there an easy way to search in the dock here? How do I search? Um, Sean does Google Docs. Well, I have. You go ahead and do yours. We're, this is just what we're going to do. We're just going to do this and whatever. <laughs> go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Yes, Andrew. What do you got? Okay. Well, mine are a little outside the box. Oh, okay. Let's go. So number three, I said Toy Story three. Oh, dude, I totally forgot about that. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good daycare. Yeah, that is. That was so brilliant. That is brilliant. Good job, sir. I applaud you. And then number two, um, The Rock. Yeah, I thought about that. It's not. I mean, I'll allow it because of whatever, but it's not really a prison movie. It's, it's a really movie. not. And my number one is not really a prison movie either, but I'm going to use it. And you can lick my taint. So it's... Um, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott number one really is fast. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's fine. It, yeah, at least they're in, a, they're in prison for about five minutes. I'm good with that. I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah. Good. That'll work. All right, go All ahead, right. Sam. Is it my turn? Yeah, yeah. All right, I've got uh, Longest Yard, the Adam Sandler one. Sure. On my three. I've got... Uh, and not just Green. because they make reference to um, Appalachian State. Appalachian State. Yep, Green Mile is my number two with this just heart-shattering mm-hmm. uh, type of movie. And my number one has to be uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Are you, are you claiming that the animals are in jail? Animals and are in jail. They are not in jail. <laughs> that is, they're in a prison of sorts. No, they break out. It's so lame. There's the warden. Oh, there's. <laughs> I I think the premise of a jail would in, would infers that someone has committed a crime, and unless you're gonna say they committed a crime against nature, but that's John Woo. That's not their fault. Not John Woo. John, what's his name? Hammond. No, not John Hammond. Doctor Wu. In, in in all technicalities, it's a, a jail of some sort. Isn't is, all zoo a jail for animals? Even if they didn't occur, commit a crime, they're right. still being held against their will. A place for the confinement of people, people, okay. people. They are not people. Accused or convicted or convicted of a crime. So no. <laughs> your your uh, your a fa- failed attempt to get Jurassic Park in there is rebuked. Boo! I do not allow it. Boo! I don't well, think then, we did the, the case, longest Shawshank yard. Would be my number one. I, I cannot find the longest yard. I don't think Shawshank. we did it. Shawshank. Here's the easy. Here's another. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. You're out. Yeah, we didn't do that. We haven't done the longest yard. So uh, that's why we haven't done prison movies. So, okay. All right, Opie. I just I had to find out. See, when when you've done 200 plus episodes, it starts to get difficult. 
my honorable mention actually is um, the Green Mile. Freaking love that movie. And then my other honorable mention is Star Trek Six because I had to do a Star Trek movie, and they are actually in prison and they escape. So that counts, Sam, unlike yours. Uh, my number three is Shawshank Redemption. No, my number one is Shawshank. I have Matt Uh But number two is a movie called Hearts War. Uh, it's a Bruce oh, Willis, Bruce World Willis, War II um, oh. yeah, thing. And number three is The Longest Yard. Which, again, I like the movie. It's technically not a prison movie, though. It's a football movie. They just happen to be in jail, but yeah, um, I, it's fine. <laughs> um, if we're going to say The Rock is... Actually, we said The Rock. Yeah, we I, said The I, Rock. I is. still say Jurassic Park is a prison movie. Uh, of course you would, but no one else would. You yeah. know. So. Because uh, everybody else would be wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that's the way it is, right? If mm-hmm. if you're the right and everyone else is wrong, then, then I'm sure that's perfectly normal. I mean, you guys just need to finally understand that. So. Uh, no. I mean, what's supposed to happen? This is where Sam admits that he's wrong, and you give me your score of 0 out of 10 for this movie. The uh, the movie that we just did, The Last Castle. Couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sam, oh, we should have talked before. Oh, show. I get to go first? Oh, sorry, Andrew. I don't know why I said Sam. Andrew. You, you were expecting me to be asleep by now. No, no, I just, <laughs> I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, I like this movie a lot, and it wasn't until this viewing that I noticed a few things that bothered me, but I still liked it, all things considered. And I'm going to give this a, a seven, just a seven. All right, just no fluffs or ornamentations, just a seven. Okay, just sounds good, Sam. Okay, all right. Um, I, I. You know, I picked on this movie quite a bit, but I still have a fairly decent time with it. So I'm going to give it a 6.87 out of 10. Okay. It's it's better than you would expect. Unless you're Opie. Then it's then it's worse. <laughs> much, much worse. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Um, great. And my turn. Um... I like this movie a lot, so I'm going to give it a 7.9. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And that's good. That's a good number there. Nice round 7.256 repeating. Um, yeah, that's it. That's our show. So next week was supposed to be something, and Sam and I talked uh, off air that we're going to change some stuff up. So I am not going to force you, the listener, and you, Andrew and Sam, to watch Pearl Harbor. I have changed my mind on that. Oh, thank you. I, I, I think I think I got enough pushback that I, from you two that it's not a good idea. Um, I did have Wind Talkers next week on the list, but it's a World War II movie set in the Pacific. So I'm actually going to move that movie to our kind of celebrate, not celebrate, but for the um, oh, bombing of Pearl Harbor thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... So that's what we're going to do for that is we're going to do. And we're going to do the whole movie in sign language or the whole podcast in sign language. Sign language? I'm confused. Right? Well, why are we doing sign it's language? It's great. Is that what Talkers is about? No. What? 
No, seriously, it's not. Are you being serious right now? I thought it was, wasn't the, it was deaf people? No, <laughs> no. Why do they call it wind talkers? <laughs> it's Native American. They're, na- they're Navajo. They're Native Americans, and they come up with a code to communicate because the Japanese had broken our normal communication code. Mm-hmm. And okay, so if it, was, it could be deaf people. No, again, it's a, it's a code. Then, uh, it's a verbal code. That the yeah. Navajo come up with, so deaf people would be deaf people couldn't come up with a verbal code. I, don't, I think they'd be at a disadvantage because um, they're deaf. They came up with a sighted, you know, like hand signal, you know, ASL. Uh huh. You know, then, but that's not what this is for. Today. Okay, if you're deaf and you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> let us know. Send us an email. Send all I your hate mail to Sam. Communicate. Sam Vector at gmail dot com because he's a. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I dig it. Is that, can we make fun of deaf people? No. We're not making fun of deaf people. I Sam, really thought it was a movie about deaf people. Sam is. Well, yeah, but I mean, then but then you turned it into a joke. It's kind of like making fun of Amish. They're never going to know. That's well, true. That's, that's true. That's but, a, yeah. but they're Ouch. not like at a disadvantage. You know, it's not like we're punching down. You know, we're just, yeah. they're just over there. Like, whatever. That's their lifestyle. Um. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... I, so as a result, next week's movie is going to be Extinction. It's a Netflix original. It's called Extinction. Oh, isn't that the guy from uh, Ant-Man? Yes, Michael Pena. Uh, I hope it, he tells some good stories. It, it, it looked interesting. It has a 5.8 on IMDb, so I don't know. Um, By the way, Andrew, did you see uh, episode six of Hill House? Yeah. With the... Uh, the th- what five cuts throughout the entire thing? Yeah, oh, actually, wait. I finished the whole series. It was an amazing thing. Yeah. I think I just I'm lied, about- and I'm changing my mind. If if you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, and you're afraid to watch it because it might be scary, no, d- don't don't be that way. Don't be that person. No. Go watch this this series because it's so it, well made. It is so well made, and it's um it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it's, it's about family. Oh, yep. Well, it's all said and done. <laughs> yeah. And what you're willing to do or, or not do for family. Yeah. So, Interesting. I enjoy it very much. But the, 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 tech, the technic, the, I don't even know how you'd explain it of that one episode. They, they literally stopped the camera five times. Oh, yeah. And That's- it... It was, uh, it was like watching art. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, uh, I was that. I was hooked before that, but during that episode, I was sitting there just jaw dropped. So, yep. Did we lose Opie? No, <laughs> can't can't <laughs> lose me. Otherwise, well, I guess you could, and the show would just stop. But, um. So I changed my mind. We're not doing uh, Extinction next week. <laughs> uh, we can do it, just not next week. Because uh, I, I wanted, I mentioned this to you guys earlier, and it didn't, nothing kind of happened from it. But um, Marvel. Yeah, Stanley passed away since the last episode we recorded, and that's super sad. Uh, he was awesome yeah. and created so many things that we love, and... And so we, I feel kind of obligated to do a, uh, a Marvel movie. And I was looking to see which characters he created because I kind of want to do Blade. 
because it would be fun to do for the podcast because it's kind I'm of a, Blade? but he didn't create Blade. Oh. Uh, it's a Marvel movie, but he didn't create oh, it. Okay. Um, at least I don't think he did. If I know we have um, significantly bigger comic book nerds that listen to the show as well as Corey. They would, yeah. That would probably know better. Um, I guess I could just Google, did Stan Lee create Blade? Well, did he? <laughs> did he, Punk? I don't know. So... Because I kind of want to do that, but uh, otherwise, I think um, he was writer. His, uh, his first Which appearance. Marvel movies are streaming. There are several of them that are streaming. Created by Marv Wolfman, who created Blade, so was not a Stanley joint, um, which is fine. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we we could do one of really one of two movies that he did and but we did a thor ragnarok spoiler cast yeah let's do black panther so black panther is the next best what do you think one i think it's a great idea uh, andrew yep yep it was actually before kind of... netflix pulls it and goes to the disney thing well it's gonna still be they have that they're they're still locked in for a while um did we do Thor? Three? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Thor Ragnarok because I remember doing the artwork for the website. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Yep. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, all right. Whatever. No problem. I'm not going to spend time looking for it. Uh, Black Panther is what we're doing next week. And I'm excited because I, I actually really, really like that movie a lot. Um I actually don't know why I should say actually. I'm just saying I really like the movie a lot. Uh, so we'll kind of move everything down, and Wind Talkers will come on. Um, uh, and well, in December, obviously. Uh, cool. There you go. That's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Um, sorry for the little um, uh, behind the scenes work there at the end. But what would we be if we didn't have tangents in our show, though? Yeah, um, that's he's got a point. Not not even tangents. Like this this is inside baseball. This is how the show is made. Sometimes you get to participate in that. Uh, <laughs> so in the meantime, um, go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/CheapSeatReviews. You can chat with us there. Uh, Twitter is um, at CheapSeatCast. Um, I know a couple people like to participate via Twitter. If you have any recommendations for us for the month of December, we already have one. Thank you, listener Andrew. So if you uh, guys want us to do something for, for December, by all means. Otherwise, it's just going to be whatever we pick. Um, and you'll like it. Yeah, and you'll like it or else. So, yeah, go do that. Um, send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. I'm going to keep saying it. One day I'll get another email besides oh. Chick-fil-A calendar uh, things. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we're, there's a possibility the website might be coming back so that's actually kind of cool for because some people like to use the website I just liked it because it was an easier way to reference yes. back to what movies we've done though the spreadsheet like going back and listening to old episodes well you can do that through iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play where you can also leave your reviews of those episodes if you want and YouTube we're on the YouTube as well and I think Spotify maybe I can't remember 
anyway, that's all cool. But in the meantime, uh, or on behalf of Andrew Sam, this is Sean saying thanks for listening and good night. No, I didn't find trivia, and I and I meant to look and I forgot. But w- the the whole him explaining why we salute. I, oh I, yeah, I, I haven't ever confirmed that, but I've told people that story because I'm just assuming that Robert Redford wouldn't lie to me. So <laughs> um, anyway, a general lie. No, he should, he wouldn't do that. And then he went and played a bad guy. And then he played a bad guy.